Fox News podcast. If you're using any of the truth frequency, we are TFR. Hello and welcome to the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and I'm excited to be joined once again by my friend and co-host for our Quest for Truth series on the book of Genesis, Zen Garcia. Zen, are you there, sir? I am, brother. Good to be here with you again. Yeah, man. How's how's it been for you the last week? Uh, really good. Uh, just been busy. Um, well, been focused a lot on crypto and learning a lot of different things about mm. staking and uh, the coins that pay the highest and the wallets to use when staking certain coins and uh, it seems that those are the ones that are being bought up a lot by um, who, whoever is you know coming into the market right now and so oh, that's cool it's, man um, it's been a learning experience for sure yeah I just did a show um well, I re-uploaded the show that I pre-recorded for uh, last week. Uh, that I, I did an interview with Robbie Davidson and Paul Lindbergh. But you know, yeah, I, you know, I, I listened. I, yeah, I'd like to get a. I'd like to do a show with you because I know you have a different point of view on some of this. Uh, so you know, maybe if you're open to it, maybe next week or something, uh, we can yeah, do, sure. do a show just on on that because I know you've gone down a different path and have different opinion on some of that stuff. So yeah, I'm pretty new to all of it. So yeah, I just. I want to. Uh-huh. I want to know as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, you know, I, I've been watching the space for since 2017. I, I have an uncle and a cousin, a couple of cousins that are deeply into it, even more than I had been, and um, and so they've given me hint on certain projects. You know, definitely uh, as far as the staking, those seems to be those coins seem to be of great interest to a lot of people I know um, people got into Hex because of that and also uh, I know a lot of people like Axion like Robbie and um, and Paul uh, yeah Paul and and um, Patricia and so the and I, I like Axion too um, just not um, involved in it only because I focused on wise and the reason being is because none of the money went to the developers it just it was all a public auction and everything was equal status for everybody you know the small person to the the whale that has a lot of money and um, everybody got equal access and equal stake and 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 so but I think Axiom will do really well as well it, um, yeah it's already doing tremendously well uh, I mean j- just kind of watching the stakes and the interest rate although if you heard the end of the broadcast I was talking about how you know I was thinking you know I had a couple thousand dollars so I was like okay I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with this a little bit and so uh, when I got in there to stake I'm thinking well, I'll stake 2,000 right but I wasn't paying attention I wasn't reading close enough that you were staking 2,000 
Axion. Not, 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 oh, yeah, Axion, not, not, which is like 15 cents or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I staked like 15 cents out for like 20 years or 15 years, whatever the maximum. 15, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Five, 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 five days, you know. Um, yeah. And and Robbie, he's like, uh, okay. You know, like he didn't say anything because he was on the line with me live while I was doing it because he was walking, uh-huh. walking me through the process. And and then after I'd already done a few because I was staking out a ladder, you know, figuring like, oh, you know, 15 years, 10 years, yeah. 10 years, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and, right. and, and then I'm looking at it afterwards and I'm like, wait a second. Oh, my goodness. This is, I was stacking, I was staking at 2,000 Axion. Not two thousand oh dollars, and and I was paying because it, you know, like the I said, it's like fees. it's like between fifteen cents or sixty. I forget what it was, but it was less than a dollar, whatever it was. But the gas fees, I was paying more for the gas fees than what I was. Oh but, sure. And, and then so I didn't get uh, a, a negative deal uh, when I because I did a, like a thirty day one, <laughs> and it was uh-huh. it cost me like fifteen dollars <laughs> to unstake like ten cents. You know, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you learn hard. Oh goodness, <laughs> you yeah, you learn. Learn by mistakes, right? Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bitcoin's been uh, is back up again. Looks like it's like thirty-seven thousand, I think, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it dipped uh, for a lot for a few days. It was like dipping down. Yeah, it went down to thirty thousand, and I sent out. I put you on the list. Um, <laughs> I did I see sent that. Out yeah. yeah, that was a long that email. Everybody so. should buy the dip. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a long email. <laughs> it's like I kept scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, okay, I'll get back to that later. <laughs> but, oh no, I, well, um, the latter part was just for the new people, and I try to keep the the messages really short. But the information for the new people is um, is after, uh, uh, and it has all the. <clears throat> You know the, some of the prior information that I've talked about, and oh, I see. Um, the different suggestions that I made. You know that one coin I told you about, dot. Um, it went up forty-one percent today. Wow, it's amazing. I mean, you know, people want to poo-poo, and I'm like, look, you need to be more concerned about what you're doing with your fiat currency, because yeah, right. Look, like it or not, and, and we're not all about you know trying to get rich or anything like that. It's just diversifying and protecting your assets for the future Absolutely. in in uncertain times because man the the least secure thing right now is the US dollar <laughs> you know Absolutely. Yeah. and it's being devalued yeah you know, they are horrible. printing nonstop like what was it 25% um was printed just this year i mean that's oh, yeah. Yeah. that's a lot of devaluation yeah that's crazy and, and the fact that yeah. That gold and silver didn't really move that much just proves that that's being gr- grossly manipulated. Right, right, absolutely. And people are now, um, you know, those that have been large gold holders, uh, because it, it costs to hold gold, like in a mm, vault or, a vault or something in else. a secure place, and it's not easy to move it or to to sell it. Um, they're moving, you know, five percent of their portfolio into Bitcoin, which is digital gold, yeah. and can be moved, you know, quickly across borders and sent for pennies on the uh, dollar, you know. So, well, that's the thing. I knew somebody that had moved down to, uh, I believe, she, I think it was Panama, and she was down there for a few years, and then had to come back. But she was a, a big into silver and gold, and she had brought all that with her when she moved down there. But trying to move, I mean, that's first of all, it's heavy. 
Uh, right. And, I mean, when you're trying to travel, especially through dangerous territory, uh, yeah. with with that kind of value, I mean, because, you know, I mean, you have to have, depending on how much you have, if you only have a little bit, it's not a big deal, but if you've got quite a bit stored right. up, I mean, that's that takes up a lot of space and it's very heavy. And heavy, yes. Man, somebody sees you with that, Target. <laughs> you're a massive target. Uh, exactly. Versus, you know, carrying a ledger around or something, which is just a high, right. uh, high security thumb drive, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, look, people, you know, like, like I was saying in the show, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink it. So yes, no, you can't take it or leave it. But most of the comments that I hear from people are, are just frankly based on ignorance. They haven't taken the time to look into yes. it. So right, uh, they have no idea. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, if you're open, let's let's plan that tentatively yeah. anyway for next Wednesday. Uh, from, of course, we'll do. Sounds good. We'll, we'll continue our Genesis study on your show on Thursday, but right. <clears throat> that'd be good. Uh, I was looking at where we left off, and um, uh, we got into commentary uh, toward the end of the show, so I didn't get to Jubilee. So maybe I'll start with mm-hmm. Jubilee's yeah. chapter twenty, and then we'll move on. I think it's Genesis to, what twenty six or something. I think we're at, but. <clears throat> I'll, yes. I'll, I'll read Jubilees and see if we can get caught up because we yeah, left we're off. Way behind on it. Yeah, we left off with um, Esau selling his birthright to Jacob for the lentils. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we left off in Genesis. So, all right, uh, let me switch over. Sounds Jubilees good. chapter twenty, and in the forty-second Jubilee in the first year of the seventh week. Abraham called Ishmael and his twelve sons, and Isaac and his two sons, and the six sons of Keturah and their sons. And he commanded them that they should observe the way of the Lord, that they should work righteousness and love each other, love each his neighbor, and act on this manner amongst all men, that they should each so walk with regard to them as to do judgment and righteousness on the earth. And they should circumcise their sons according to the covenant which he had made with them, and not deviate to the right or the left of all the paths which the Lord had commanded us, and that we should keep ourselves from all fornication and uncleanness, and renounce from amongst us all fornication and uncleanness. And if any woman or maid commit fornication amongst you, burn her with fire, and let them not commit fornication with her after their eyes and their heart, and let them not take to themselves wives from the daughters of Canaan, for the seed of Canaan will be rooted out of the land. And he told them of the judgment of the giants and the judgment of the Sodomites, how they had been judged on account of their wickedness and had died on account of their fornication and uncleanness and mutual corruption through fornication. And guard yourselves from all fornication and uncleanness, from all pollution of sin, lest you make our name a curse and your whole life a hissing and all your sons to be destroyed by the sword. And you became a curse like Sodom and all your remnant as the sons of Gomorrah. I implore you, my sons, love the God of heaven and cleave ye to all his commandments and walk not after their idols and after their uncleanness and make not for yourselves molten or graven gods for they are vanity and there is no spirit in them for they are work of men's hands and all who trust them trust in nothing. Serve them not nor worship them but serve ye the Most High God and worship Him continually, and hope for His countenance always, and work uprightness and righteousness before Him, 
that he may have pleasure in you and grant you his mercy and send rain upon you morning and evening and bless you and bless all your works which ye have wrought upon the earth and bless thy bread and thy water and bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of the land and the herds of thy cattle and the flocks of thy sheep and ye will be for a blessing on the earth and all nations of the earth will desire you and bless your sons in my name that they may be blessed as I am and he gave to Ishmael and to his sons and to the sons of Keturah gifts and sent them away from Isaac his son and he gave everything to Isaac his son and Ishmael and his sons and the sons of Keturah and their sons went together and dwelt from Paran to the entering of Babylon in all the land which is toward the east facing the desert and these mingled with each other and their name was called Arabs and Ishmaelites so that's where we get the Arabs from and in the sixth year of the seventh week of the Jubilee Abraham called Isaac his son and commanded him saying I am become old and know not the day of my death and I am full of my days and behold I am 175 years old and throughout all the day of my life I have remembered the Lord and sought with all my heart to do his will and to walk uprightly in all his ways my soul has hated idols and have despised that serve them have those I have and given my heart and spirit that I might observe to do the will of him who created me for he is the living God and he is holy and faithful and he is righteous beyond all and there is with him no accepting of men's persons no accepting of gifts for God is righteous and executes judgment on all those who transgress his commandments and despise his covenant and do thou my son observe his commandments and his ordinance and his judgments and walk not after the abominations and after the graven images and after the molten images and eat no blood at all of animals or cattle or of any bird which flies in the heaven and if thou dost slay a victim as an acceptable peace offering slay ye it and pour out its blood upon the altar and all the fat of the offering offer on the altar with fine flour and the meat offering mingled with oil and its drink offering offer them all together on the altar of burnt offering it is a sweet savor before the Lord and thou wilt offer the fat of the sacrifice of thank offerings on the fire which is upon the altar and the fat which is on the belly and all the fat on the inwards and the two kidneys and all the fat that is upon them and upon the loins and liver thou shalt remove together with the kidneys and offer all these for a sweet savor acceptable before the Lord with its meat offering and with its drink offering for a sweet savor the bread of the offering of the Lord and eat its meat on that day and on the second day and let not the sun on the second day go down upon it until it is eaten and let nothing be left over for the third day for it is not acceptable for it is not approved and let it no longer be eaten and all who eat thereof will bring sin upon themselves and thus I have found it written in the books of my forefathers and in the words of Enoch and in the words of Noah. So this shows the law was long time in existence prior to mm-hmm. Moses. Absolutely. And on all thy oblations thou shalt show salt and let not the salt of the covenant be lacking in all thy oblations before the Lord. And as regards to the wood of the sacrifices... Beware lest thou bring other wood for the altar in addition to these, cypress, bay, almond, fir, pine, cedar, 
Savin, Fig, Olive, Myrrh, Laurel, Aspalathus. And of these kinds of wood, lay upon the altar under the sacrifice such as have been tested as to their appearance, and do not lay thereon any split or dark wood, but hard and clean, without fault, a sound in new growth, and do not lay thereon old wood, for its fragrance is gone, and there is no longer fragrance in it as before. Besides these kinds of wood, there is none other that thou shalt place on the altar, for the fragrance has disappeared, and the smell of its fragrance does not go up to heaven. Observe these commandments, and do it, my son, that thou mayest be upright in all thy deeds, and at all times be clean in thy body, and wash thyself with water before thou approachest to offer on the altar, and wash thy hands and thy feet before thou drawest near to the altar. And when thou art done sacrificing, wash again thy hands and thy feet, and let no blood appear upon you, nor upon your clothes. Be on thy guard, my son, against blood. Be on thy guard exceedingly. Cover it with dust. And do not eat any blood, for it is the soul. Eat no blood whatsoever. And take no gifts of the blood of man, lest it be shed with impunity, without judgment. For it is the blood that is shed that causes this earth to sin. And the earth cannot be cleansed from the blood of man, save by the blood of him who shed it. And take no present or gift for the blood of man, blood for blood, that thou mayest be accepted before the Lord, the Most High God, for he is the defense of the good, and that thou mayest be preserved from all evil, and that he may save thee from every kind of death. I see, my son, that all the works of the children of men are sin and wickedness, and all their deeds are uncleanness and an abomination and a pollution, and there is no righteousness in with them. Beware, lest thou shouldest walk in their ways, and tread in their paths, and sin a sin unto death before the Most High God. Else he will hide his face from thee, and give thee back into the hands of thy transgression, and root thee out of the land, and thy seed likewise from under heaven, and thy name and thy seed shall perish from the whole earth. Turn away from all their deeds, and all their uncleanness, and observe the ordinance of the Most High God, and do his will, and be upright in all things. And he will bless thee in all thy deeds, and will raise up from thee a plant of righteousness throughout all the earth, throughout all generations of the earth. And my name and thy name shall not be forgotten under heaven forever. Go, my son, in peace. May the Most High God, my God, and thy God strengthen thee to do his will. And may he bless all thy seed and the residue of thy seed for the generations forever. With all righteous blessings that thou mayest be a blessing on all the earth. And he went out from him rejoicing. Chapter 22. And it came to pass in the first week in the 44th Jubilee in the second year, that is the year in which Abraham died, that Isaac and Ishmael came from the well of the oath to celebrate the feast of weeks, that is the feast of the first fruits of the harvest to Abraham their father. And Abraham rejoiced because his two sons had come. For Isaac had many possessions in Beersheba, and Isaac was wont to go and see his possessions and to return to his father. And in those days Ishmael came to see his father, and they both came together, and Isaac offered a sacrifice for a burnt offering and presented it on the altar of his father, which he had made in Hebron. And he offered a, a thank offering and made a feast of joy before Ishmael his brother. And Rebekah made new cakes from the new grain and gave them to Jacob her son, and uh, to take them to Abraham, his father, from the first fruits of the land, 
that he may eat and bless the creator of all things before he died. And Isaac, too, sent by the hand of Jacob to Abraham a best thank offering that he might eat and drink. And he eat and drank and blessed the Most High God who hath created heaven and earth, who hath made all the fat things of the earth and given them to the children of men that they might eat and drink and bless their Creator. And now I give thanks unto thee, my God, because thou hast caused me to see this day. Behold, I am one hundred threescore and fifteen years, an old man and full of days, and all my days have been unto me peace. And the sword of the adversary has not overcome me, and all that thou hast given me and my children all the days of my life unto this day. My God, may thy mercy and thy peace be upon thy servant and upon the seed of his sons, that they may be to thee a chosen nation and an inheritance amongst all the nations of the earth from henceforth unto all the days of the generations of the earth unto all the ages and he called Jacob and said my son Jacob may the God of all bless thee and strengthen thee to do righteousness and his will before him and may he choose thee and thy seed that ye may become a people for his inheritance according to his will always and do thou, my son Jacob, draw near and kiss me. And he drew near and kissed him. And he said, Blessed be my son Jacob and all the sons of God most high unto all the ages. May God give unto thee a seed of righteousness. And some of thy sons may he sanctify in the midst of the whole earth. May nations serve thee and all the nations bow themselves before thy seed. Be strong in the presence of men and exercise authority over all the seed of Seth. Then thy ways and the ways of thy sons will be justified, so that they shall become a holy nation. May the Most High God give thee all the blessings wherewith he has blessed me, and wherewith he blessed Noah and Adam. May they rest on the sacred head of thy seed from generation to generation forever. And may he cleanse from thee from all unrighteousness and impurity, that thou mayest be forgiven all the transgressions which thou hast committed ignorantly. And may he strengthen thee and bless thee. And mayest thou inherit the whole earth. And may he renew his covenant with thee, that thou mayest be to him a nation for his inheritance for all the ages. And that he may be to, the, to thee and to thy seed a God in truth and righteousness throughout all the days of the earth. And do thou, my son Jacob, remember my words and observe the commandments of Abraham thy father. Separate thyself from the nations and eat not with them, and do not according to their works, and become not their associate, for their works are unclean, and all their ways are a pollution and an abomination and uncleanness. They offer their sacrifices to the dead, and they worship evil spirits, and they eat over the graves, and all their works are vanity and nothingness. They have no heart to understand, and their eyes do not see what their works are, and how they err in saying to a piece of wood, Thou art my God. And to stone, thou art my Lord, and thou art my deliverer, and they have no heart. And as for thee, my son Jacob, may the Most High God help thee, and the God of heaven bless thee, and remove thee from their uncleanness and from all their error. Be thou aware, my son Jacob, of taking a wife from any seed of the daughters of Canaan, for all his seed is to be routed from the earth. For owing to the transgression of Ham, Canaan erred, and all his seed shall be destroyed from off the earth, and all the residue thereof, and none springing from him, shall be saved on the day of judgment. 
And as for all the worshipers of idols and the profane, there shall be no hope for them in the land of the living, and there shall be no remembrance of them on the earth. For they shall descend into Sheol, and into the place of condemnation shall they go. All the children of Sodom were taken away from the earth. So will all those who worship idols be taken away. Fear not, my son Jacob, and be not dismayed, O son of Abraham. May the Most High God preserve thee from destruction, and from all the paths of error may he deliver thee. This house have I built for myself, that I might put my name upon it in the earth. It is given to thee and to thy seed forever, and it will be named the house of Abraham. It is given to thee and to thy seed forever, for thou wilt build my house and establish my name before God forever. Thy seed and thy name will stand throughout all generations of the earth. And he ceased commanding him and blessing him. And the two lay together on one bed, and Jacob slept in the bosom of Abraham, his father's father. And he kissed him seven times, and his affection in his heart rejoiced over him. And he blessed him with all his heart and said, The Most High God, the God of all, the Creator of all, who brought me forth from Ur the Chaldees, that he might give me this land to inherit it forever, and that I might establish a whole seed, blessed be the Most High forever. And he blessed Jacob and said, My son, over whom I have over whom with all my heart and my affection I rejoice. May thy grace and thy mercy be lifted up upon him and upon his seed always. And to, and do not forsake him, nor set him at aught from henceforth unto the days of eternity. And may thine eyes, eyes be opened upon him and upon his seed, that thou mayest preserve him and bless him and mayest sanctify him as a nation for thine inheritance." And bless him with all thy blessings from henceforth unto all the days of eternity. And renew thy covenant and thy grace with him and with his seed according to all thy good pleasure unto all the generations of the earth. And we've got a minute, well actually about 30 seconds before we go to break. So uh, yeah, I'll um, I'll keep reading till we get caught up. These are some long, Sounds good. These are some long prayers and blessings here. <laughs> it's like the one long run on prayer and blessing but you know it just shows how these books uh, really unpack uh, what we get in Genesis mm-hmm. and I like uh, you know it shows that they were celebrating the feast of the tabernacles feast of weeks and yeah all of the different feasts Passover yep. is awesome okay here we go The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Here are some from Amazon. By Christine, great for heart palpitations. By Anne, before I started using this product, every afternoon, my ankles and my hands would be swollen. That doesn't happen anymore. So if that part of their advertising is true, I have to assume that the rest of it is also. Not to mention that when I had my yearly blood test, only a few weeks after beginning to use this product, my cholesterol had dropped over 30 points. I'm going to continue to take it. By Croc, I love this product. It really works. By Brad, works great. Thank you. Tell us your story. Get your Extendivite today. 
To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Okay, nurse, let's get this man to the ER staff. Right away, doctor. We see this every day heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. 60 years of research has gone into chelation and Angioprim is the result. A safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now for a special radio offer from Angioprim. That's angioprim.com slash radio. A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M. Angioprim.com slash radio or call 877-882-7221. That's 877-882-7221. Jacob Frank Leibovich is the mastermind behind a global network of satanic cults. He taught that the creator God was evil. Jacob Frank proclaimed himself as the true Messiah. He vowed never to tell the truth. He rejected every moral law and declared that the only way to a new society was through the total destruction of civilization. Murder, rape, incest, and the drinking of blood were perfectly acceptable actions and rituals. His followers established the Marxist system and have infiltrated Islam and Judaism. He was the Messiah of the Illuminati. EnigmaTV.com No hate, no hype, no fear. We are EFR, your protection from deception. back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I am your host, Rob Skiba, and in the previous segment, I was reading from the Book of Jubilees, trying to get us caught up in Jubilees to where we are in Genesis before we move forward in Genesis. So let me continue here uh, with Jubilees chapter 23. And he placed two fingers of Jacob on his eyes, and he blessed the God of gods and covered his face and stretched out his feet and slept the sleep of eternity, and was gathered to his fathers. And notwithstanding all this, Jacob was lying in his bosom, and knew not that Abraham his father was dead. And Jacob awoke from his sleep, and behold, Abraham was cold as ice. And he said, Father, Father, but there was none that spake, and he knew that he was dead. And he arose from his bosom and ran and told Rebekah his mother. And Rebekah went to Isaac in the night and told him, 
And they went together, and Jacob with them, and a lamp was in his hand. And when they had gone in, they found Abraham lying dead. And Isaac fell on the face of his father and wept and kissed him. And the voices were heard in the house of Abraham, and Ishmael his son arose and went to Abraham his father and wept over Abraham his father. He and all the house of Abraham, and they wept with a great weeping. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the double cave near Sarah his wife. And they wept for him forty days, all the men of his house, and Isaac and Ishmael, and all their sons, and all the sons of Keturah, in their places. And the days of weeping for Abraham were ended. And he lived three jubilees and four weeks of years, one hundred and seventy-five years, and completed the days of his life, being old and full of days. For the days of the forefathers of their life were nineteen jubilees after the flood. They began to grow less than nineteen jubilees and to decrease in jubilees and grow old quickly and be full of their days by reason of manifold tribulation and the wickedness of their ways with the exception of Abraham. For Abraham was perfect in all his deeds with the Lord and well-pleasing in righteousness all the days of his life. And behold, he did not complete four jubilees in his life when he had grown old by reason of the wickedness and was full of his days. And all the generations which shall arise from this time until the day of the great judgment shall grow old quickly before they complete two jubilees and their knowledge shall forsake them by reason of their old age. Land, all their knowledge shall vanish away. Uh, probably and. Uh, it's a brackets. And all their knowledge shall be vanish away. And in those days... If a man live a jubilee and a half of years, they shall say regarding him, He has lived long, and the greater part of his days are pain and sorrow and tribulation, and there is no peace. For calamity follows on calamity, and wound on wound, and tribulation on tribulation, and evil tidings on evil tidings, and illness on illness, and all evil judgments such as these, one with another, illness and overthrow, and snow and frost and ice, and fever and chills and torpor and famine and death and sword and captivity and all kinds of calamities and pains and all these shall come on an evil generation which transgresses on the earth their works are uncleanness and fornication and pollution and abominations then they shall say the days of the forefathers were many even unto a thousand years and were good but behold the days of our life if a man has lived many are three score years and ten, and if he is strong, four score years, and those evil. And there is no peace in the days of this evil generation. And in that generation the sons shall convict their fathers and their elders of sin and unrighteousness, and the words of their mouth, and the great wickedness which they perp perpetrate, and concerning their forsaking the covenant which the Lord made between them and him that they should observe and do all his commandments and his ordinances and all his laws without departing either to the right hand or to the left. For all have done evil, and every mouth speaks iniquity, and all their works are un an uncleanness and an abomination, and all their ways are pollution and uncleanness and destruction. Behold, the earth shall be destroyed on account of all their works, and there shall be no seed of the vine and no oil for their works, are together altogether faithless, and they shall all perish together, beasts and cattle and birds and all the fish of the sea, on account of the children of men. And they shall strive one with another, the young with the old and the old with the young, the poor with the rich and the lowly with the great. 
and the beggar with the prince on account of the law and the covenant. For they have forgotten commandment and covenant and feasts and months and Sabbaths and jubilees and all judgments. And they shall stand with bows, words, I guess it's probably swords, and war to turn them back into the way. But they shall not return until much blood has been shed on the earth one by another. And those who have escaped shall not return from their wickedness to the way of righteousness. But they shall all exalt themselves to deceit and wealth, that they may each take all that is his neighbor's, and they shall name the great name, but not in truth and not in righteousness. And they shall defile the holy of holies with their uncleanness and the corruption of their pollution. And a great punishment shall befall the deeds of this generation from the Lord, and he will give them over to the sword and to judgment and to captivity and to be plundered and devoured. And he will wake up against them the sinners of the Gentiles who have neither mercy nor compassion, and who shall respect the person of none, neither old nor young nor anyone, for they are more wicked and strong to do evil than all the children of men. And they shall use violence against Israel and transgression against Jacob, and much blood shall be shed upon the earth, and there shall be none to gather and none to bury. In those days they shall cry aloud, and call and pray that they may be saved from the hand of the sinners, the Gentiles, but none shall be saved. And the heads of the children shall be white with gray hair, and a child of three weeks shall appear old like a man of one hundred years, and their stature shall be destroyed by tribulation and oppression. And in those days the children shall begin to study the laws and to seek the commandments and to return to the path of righteousness. And the days shall begin to grow many, and increase amongst these children of men till their days draw nigh to one hundred or to one thousand years, and to a great greater number of years than before was the number of the days. And there shall be no old man, nor one who is not satisfied with his days, for all shall be as children and youths, and all their days they shall complete and live in peace and, and joy, and there shall be no Satan nor any evil destroyer, for all their days shall be days of blessing and healing. And at that time the Lord will heal his servants, and they shall rise up and see great peace, and drive out their adversaries, and the, righteousness shall, and the righteous shall see and be thankful, and rejoice with joy forever and ever, and shall see all their judgments and all their curses on their enemies. And their bones shall rest in the earth, and their spirits shall have much joy. And they shall know that it is the Lord who executes judgment and shows mercy to hundreds and thousands and to all that love him. And do thou, Moses, write down these words, for thus are they written, and they record them on the heavenly tablets for a testimony for the generations forever. Chapter 24. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that the Lord blessed Isaac his son, and he rose from Hebron and went and dwelt in the well of the vision in the year in the first year of the third week of this jubilee seven years and then the first year of the fourth week a famine began in the land beside the first famine which had been in the days of abraham and jacob sawed lentil pottage and esau came from the field hungry and he said to jacob his brother give me of the this red pottage and jacob said to him sell me thy uh, primogeniture this birthright 
and I will give thee bread and also some of this lentil pottage. And Esau said in his heart, I shall die of what profit to me is his birthright. And he said to Jacob, I give it to thee. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him. And Jacob gave his brother Esau bread and pottage, and he eat until he was satisfied. And Esau despised his birthright. For this reason was Esau's name called Edom, on account of the red pottage, which Jacob gave him for his birthright. And Jacob became the elder, and Esau was brought down from his dignity. And the famine was over the land, and Isaac departed to go down into Egypt in, in the second year of this week, and went to the king of the Philistines to draw unto Abimelech. And the Lord appeared unto him, and said unto him, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land that I shall tell thee of, and sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee and bless thee. For to thee and to thy seed will I give all this land, and I will establish my oath, which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all this land. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thy father obeyed my voice, and kept my charge, and my commandments, and my laws, and my ordinances, and my covenants, and now obey my voice, and dwell in this land. And he dwelt in Gilar, three weeks of years. And Abimelech charged concerning him and concerning all that was his, saying, Any man that shall touch him or aught that is his shall surely die. And Isaac waxed strong among the Philistines. And he got many possessions, oxen and sheep and camels and asses in great a great household. And he sowed in the land of the Philistines and brought in a hundredfold. And Isaac became exceedingly great and the Philistines envied him. Now all the wells which the servants of Abraham had dug during the life of Abraham, the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence in the first year of the seventh week, and sojourned in the valleys of Gerar. And they digged again the, wall, the wells of water which the servants of Abraham his father had digged, and which the Philistines had closed after the death of Abraham his father, and he called their names as Abraham his father had named them. And the servants of Isaac dug a well in the valley and found, Isaac, and found living water. And the shepherds of Gerar strove with the shepherds of Isaac, saying, The water is ours. And Isaac called the name of the well Perversity, because they had been perverse with us. And they dug a second well, and they strove for that also. And he called its name Enmity. And he arose from thence, and they digged another well. And for that they strove not, and he called the name of it Rum. And Isaac said, Now the Lord hath made room for us, and we have increased in the land. And he went up from thence to the well of the oath in the first year of the first week in the forty-fourth jubilee. And the Lord appeared to him at that night on the new moon of the first month, and said unto him, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and shall bless thee, and shall surely multiply thy seed as the sand of the earth, for the sake of Abraham my servant. And he built an altar there, and Abraham his father had first built. And he called upon the name of the Lord, and he offered the sacrifice of, to the God of Abraham his father. And they digged a well, and they found living water. And the servants of Isaac digged another well, and did not find water. And they went and told Isaac that they had not found water. And Isaac said, I have sworn this day to the Philistines, and this thing has been announced to us. And he called the name of that place the Well of the Oath, 
For there he had sworn to Abimelech and Ahuzath, his friend, and Phicol, the prefect of his hosts. And Isaac knew that day that under constraint he had sworn to them to make peace with them. And Isaac on that day cursed the Philistines and said, Cursed be the Philistines unto the day of wrath and indignation from the midst of the nations. May God make them a derision and a curse and an object of wrath and indignation in the hands of the sinners of the Gentiles. In the hands of the sinners of the Gentiles and in the hands of the Kittim. And whoever escapes the sword of the enemy and the Kittim, may the righteous nation root out in judgment from under heaven, for they shall be the enemies and foes of my children throughout their generations upon the earth. And no remnant shall be left to them, nor one that shall be saved on the day of the wrath of judgment. For destruction and rooting out and expulsion from the earth is the whole seed of the Philistines reserved. And there shall no longer be left for these Kaphtarim a name or a seed on the earth. And though he ascend unto heaven, thence shall he be brought down. And though he make himself strong on earth, thence shall he be dragged forth. And though he hide himself amongst the nations, even from thence shall he be rooted out. And though he descended to Sheol, there also shall his condemnation be great. And there also he shall have no peace." And if he go into captivity by the hands of those that seek his life, shall they slay him on that day, on the way, excuse me. And neither name nor seed shall be left to him on all the earth, for unto eternal malediction shall he depart. And thus it is written and engraved concerning him on the heavenly tablets to do unto him on the day of judgment, so that he may be rooted out of the earth. Now that gets us caught up in Genesis, actually gets us a little ahead in Genesis, so that's good. Uh, well, a lot of reading there. Um, any thoughts on it was. any of any of that? Well, I just love the you know the fact that this book is said to be from the perspective of the angels and the way that they break down each of the you know they're telling time and associating of it with the fifty-year jubilee cycle, mm-hmm. um, and just you get a lot of a great detail on uh, things that you know, are confirmed in the Targum, in the book of Jasher, and in other places, which um, is why I really like that we're doing, you know, these parallel accounts. Um, But then you get also the whole distinction between, um, because the the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent has continuation, even though, like, we have Adam as the father of one, the stepfather of the other, and then you have Eve, which is the mother of both. In this circumstance, you have both Abraham and Sarah being the the father, uh, he's the father of Jacob, I mean, um, Isaac and Ishmael, and then Sarah is only connected. So it's the opposite. Uh, instead of Eve being connected to both, Abraham here is connected to both. And then when we get to Jacob and Rebekah, we see that they are the parents of both uh, Jacob, I mean, um, uh, yeah, Jacob and Esau, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob and Esau. But we still have, as this book affirms, that there would be no Canaanites in, you know, the whole theme of um, as far as redemption and salvation, that they would be excluded and wiped out. And we see that this enmity, this war continues on. 
up until the time of Christ. And then the Gentiles are grafted in, and then the promises and the Abrahamic covenant, which was excluded from them, is then expanded to include all people. And so that whole theme is carried forth when you recognize the distinction and the differentiation between these people groups in the early ages in, of history and even the wars and the battles like the book of Joshua goes into great detail as we'll be getting into the wars between Jacob and Esau and we see that this is a, a, even a, represent, a representation of Israel and Rome um, and that that battle you know is still playing out and even the Isaac and Ishmael the, that war is ongoing you know so those kind of themes will be uh, continued and, and with Christ coming back and then the harvest the separation of the wheat and the tares um, the the goat and the sheep uh, it's just it's intricately interwoven into all of these stories and most people fail to recognize because they're not taught these concepts they don't understand you know the the distinction and um, because of that the, all the stories blend together and I don't you know for like even the genealogies uh, there's importance in all of that and and most people you know skip over mm -hmm. like even the the wars of the kings and all that but um, you know there's a lot of important information and in all that in my opinion yeah uh, this account though makes it sound like it was sometime after in like in the previous show it sounded like uh, that um, Jacob was preparing the lentil for the burial ceremony for Abraham as Isaac was taking Abraham, care of right. yeah, Isaac's taking care of Abraham's burial issues, and mm -hmm. the firstborn should have been preparing preparing the mourner's soup, but Esau wasn't doing it. He's out and about, and so Jacob was doing it. This right. account, the Jubilees account, makes it sound like it was sometime after Abraham's death that there was a famine in the land, and that the reason Esau was willing to sell his birthright is because he was starving due to the famine. So there's a, uh, and I've noticed. You know a, a fair amount of differences between Jubilees and Joshua, but I but mm -hmm. I find more confirmation for Joshua, like in in multiple yeah. texts. I, I agree. Right. It's, it's Jubilees is always yeah, been, um, it's kind of a wild card for me. It's like I, I like Jubilees, but but I always mm -hmm. kind of hold it at arm's length by comparison. It's kind of like like if you have your arm all the way stretched out that's Jubilees if you bend your elbow so you, you got a 90 degree angle that's Joshua and if you bring your hand to your chest that's Enoch that's sort of the way I you know what I mean like like Enoch seems rock yeah. rock solid to me Joshua right, right, yeah. there are there are minor errors and discrepancies which I can write off to you know, scribal errors or translation issues and don't mm -hmm. really have a problem with it because I don't see any major contradictions with scripture that would cause me to doubt it uh, but the thing as we've been finding as we've been doing this series is that Joshua just has a ton of confirmation in Legends yeah. of the Jews and uh, Legends of the Patriarchs and Prophets right. and Targums yeah, and Targum. Rabbinic right. Commentary. I mean, it, it just has a lot of confirmation which I don't see uh, Jubilees backed up as much. Yeah, that that is, uh, you know, as far as if he's if his hunger is from this famine, 
because uh, in the other stories it says that he's hungry because he's been on the run yeah, from, from killing you know, having killed Nimrod. Nimrod. Yeah. yeah, and the two Kingsguards. And then he's famished, and he thinks he's gonna die anyways. Which that story will bring forth when you know go into the legends of the Jews and also the Targum and others. But yeah, cool. Um, it's fascinating though because it brings more clarity to why he sold his birthright, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree completely. Like that story makes yeah. You know, here's a guy who's a mighty hunter, you know, and he comes home and sells right. his birthright for a bowl of beans. You're like, what? How does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I guess right, it could right. make sense if there was a famine and, you know, even the animals are scarce, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just think there's a lot more support for the Joshua account than the Jubilees one. So, again, yeah, I, 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 I like Jubilees, but I hold it out, you know, uh, kind of take it with a grain of salt sometimes. But, you know, it, it certainly backs mm-hmm. up a lot. Like, it makes a point of really backing up the, the Torah in in the sense of, uh, yeah. feast days and you, you know uh, honoring the law yeah yeah and how the ordinances and all that kind of stuff works right and, and like yeah. it made a big point of you know don't consume blood period like no blood right you know right. Uh, certainly not human but mm-hmm. and not even in the case of animals which you know I mean you can read stories about like the berserkers and stuff like the the Gauls and the you know, the uh, early Germans and whatnot when the Romans were encountering them mm-hmm. and they would, they would like kill a bear and drink all the blood and like it's almost like they took on the spirit of the bear right. you know and they yes. they went berserk yes. I mean they, they were like they, they would write right. that, like you know they're fighting animals you know what I mean like right right you know it, there's something I to the that the story of the wood was really cool too the, yeah that was kind of interesting different you know, the, yeah the fragrance the newer younger wood not to burn the older dried out because there's no savory um, smell. Yeah, and I've always found that the sacrifice is interesting because the priests, while it is a sacrifice to the Lord, they ate of it. You know, uh, well, right. they had the fat, yeah. the fat, the kidneys, and different things like that they didn't eat, and the blood's poured out. Right. Uh, but the meat itself, uh, you know, so it's like Father savors the smell of it, apparently, which would say he's a localized mm-hmm. deity. If you know, if we, if right, we, right, if, right, yeah. If we go that route, um, uh, but then the priest would get to eat the meat. So, while it is a sacrifice, it's all it's a holy, sanctified meal. You know, yes. F- uh, for those that are are doing the sacrifice, but but it is interesting that he makes a point about, like you said, the certain types of uh, wood that o- it can only be aged so much too, so that this this. I guess yeah. the saps and the whatnot inside the wood still produce a you know sweet odor. No, yes. Also being mixed with various um, oils and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. Uh, the other thing that I thought was kind of cool is that Jubilees backs up the fact that the Philistines come from Kaftor. Uh That was in the last chapter. Mm-hmm. I read verse uh, thirty. There shall no longer be left for those these Kaftarim, a name or a seed on right. earth. And, and, you know, I, I, I forget the numbers now. I think it was like 70 or 80 times the Amorites are mentioned and like 200-something times the Philistines are mentioned. So there, you have Canaanites and Philistines that are the big problem, you know, of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And it's those people right. that are slated for utter destruction time and time again. You know, they could have various military campaigns with pretty much anybody else on earth. Uh, and it was the usual, you know, uh, uh, rules of engagement. 
But when it came to those particular ones, it's it's kill, wipe out everything, kill the women, kill the children, kill the animals, wipe, right. you know, and in some cases don't even eat the food until uh, it's, you know, ha- yes. had a few generations of growth uh, to be purified. Mm-hmm. So with the exception... Yeah, and we see the, the giants intermingled. It, well, yeah, we see that Ishmael uh, and Esau mm-hmm. both uh, start messing around in that line, which which right. we saw here later become the Arabs. So, right, kind of interesting. <laughs> yes, and the you know with the legends of the Jews, making mention that Esau had double sets of teeth. That's, uh, I remember uh, that. That, very was, interesting. that was bizarre. Yeah, I remember you talking about that yeah. in the last show. Yeah, very bizarre, right? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, looks yeah, like we're, we're going to break. So um, when we come back, uh, we can take a look at Genesis, uh, the next chapter in Genesis, and then you can. Read yours. That was good. Frequency Radio is your number one source for news and information without the hate, hype, and fear. We're proud to feature cutting-edge programs like Beyond the Veil with Chris and Cherie Geo. X-Squared with Brooks Agnew. Paranormal Portal with Brent Thomas. Jerinism Raw with Jaron and Missa. Fearless with Frank Castle. Strange World with Mark Sargent. The Eye of Ra with Ra Castaldo. The Infinite Bridge with Billy Ray. Ironworks with Josh Corey. The Kev Baker Show and dozens more. Did you know you can listen from any telephone by dialing 641-793-7117 or call into your favorite show toll-free at 833-TFR-LIVE. Uncensored talking news you won't hear on the mainstream media. Truth Frequency Radio, your protection from deception. Again, I'm Jack Callahan, Fox News. President Trump becoming the first president to be impeached twice. The resolution is adopted. Democrats and 10 Republicans voted to impeach President Trump for the second time. He must go. He is a clear and present danger to the nation. Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan countered the impeachment argument by saying this will only further divide the country. We should be focused on bringing the nation together. Instead, Democrats are gonna impeach the president for a second time, one week, one week before he leaves office. The vote against President Trump comes exactly one week after the riot at the Capitol. Fox's Mike Emanuel, president releasing a statement on video from the White House. I wanna be very clear. I unequivocally condemn the violence that we saw last week. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our movement. The president called on all Americans to overcome the passions of the moment, saying efforts to censor, cancel, and blacklist people are wrong and dangerous. Next, the House will transmit the articles of impeachment to the Senate for a trial to determine if the president should be removed from office. Senate Republican Leader McConnell saying he'll not call the Senate back from recess before January 19th, the day before President-elect Biden takes office. The Senate could hold the trial after that, 
But Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Lindsey Graham telling Fox's Hannity that would be dangerously vindictive. That's an unconstitutional attack on the presidency. It will divide the country. It will incite violence. Wall Street Wednesday mixed. The Dow lost eight points. NASDAQ gained 56. The S&P 500 added eight. And so far, no word yet whether anyone has won the more than half-billion-dollar Powerball jackpot. The winning numbers drawn late Wednesday night. America is listening to Fox News. Your protection from, from, from deception. This is Truth Frequency Radio. back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and we're in the second hour of the broadcast. In the previous two segments, I read through Jubilees, chapters 20 through 25. Uh, Zen, did you say you had something you wanted to get us caught up on the story from Genesis 25 before I moved to Genesis 26? Um, as far as the birthright? Yeah, the birthright and Nimrod and all that. Was there anything yeah, you wanted to add? Yeah, I can read from the Legends of the Jews real quick. Okay. Before we go into that. Cool. All right. This is uh, the Legends of the Jews. Oh, let me share screen. Okay. While Esau and Jacob were little, their characters could not be judged properly. They were like the myrtle and the thorn bush, which look alike in the early stages of their growth. After they have attained full size, the myrtle is known by its fragrance and the thorn bush by its thorns. In their childhood, both brothers went to school, but when they reached their thirteenth year and were of age, their ways parted. Jacob continued his studies in the Bet Midrash of Shem and Eber, and Esau abandoned himself to idolatry and an immortal immoral life both were hunters of men esau tried to capture them in order to turn them away from god and jacob to turn them toward god in spite of his impious deeds esau possessed the art of winning his father's love his hypocritical conduct made isaac believe that his firstborn son was extremely pious father he would ask isaac what is the tithe on straw and salt the question made him appear God-fearing in the eyes of his father because these two products are the very ones that are exempt from tithing. Isaac failed to notice, too, that his older son gave him forbidden food to eat. What he took for the flesh of young goats was dog's meat. Rebecca was more clear-sighted. She knew her sons as they really were, and therefore her love for Jacob was exceedingly great. The oftener she heard his voice, the deeper grew her affection for him. Abraham agreed with her. He also loved his grandson Jacob, for he knew that in him was his name, and his seed would be called. And he said unto Rebekah, My daughter, watch over my son Jacob, 
for he shall be in my stead on the earth and for a blessing in the midst of the children of men and for the glory of the whole seed of Shem, having admonished Rebekah thus to keep guard over Jacob, who was destined to be the bearer of the blessings given to Abraham by God. He called for his grandson, and in the presence of Rebekah he blessed him, and said, Jacob, my beloved son, whom my soul loveth, may God bless thee from above the firmament, and may he give thee all the blessings wherewith he blessed Adam and Enoch, and Noah, and Shem, and all the things of which he told me, and all the things which he promised to give me, may he cause to cleave to thee and to thy seed forever, according to the days of the heavens above the earth. And the spirit of Mastema shall not rule over thee or over thy seed to turn thee from the Lord who is thy God from henceforth and forever. And may the Lord God be a father to thee, and mayest thou be his firstborn son, and may he be a father to thy people always. Go in peace, my son. And Abraham had good reason to be particularly fond of Jacob, for it was due to the merits of his grandson that he had been rescued from the fiery furnace. Isaac and Rebekah, knowing of Abraham's love for their young son, sent their father a meal by Jacob on the last feast of Pentecost, which Abraham was permitted to celebrate on earth that he might eat and bless the creator of all things before he died. Abraham knew that his end was approaching and he thanked the Lord for all the good. He had granted him during the days of his life and blessed Jacob and bade him walk in the ways of the Lord and especially he was not to marry a daughter of the Canaanites. Then Abraham prepared for death. He placed two of Jacob's fingers upon his eyes and thus holding them closed he fell into his eternal sleep, while Jacob lay beside him on the bed. The lad did not know of his grandfather's death until he called him. On awakening next morning, father, father, and received no answer. And though Abraham reached a good old age beyond the limit of years vouchsafed later generations, he yet died five years before his allotted time. The intention was to let him live to be 180 years old the same age as Isaac at his death. But on account of Esau, God brought his life to an abrupt close. For some time, Esau had been pursuing his evil inclinations in secret. Finally, he dropped his mask, and on the day of Abraham's death, he was guilty of five crimes. He ravished a betrothed maiden, committed murder, doubted the resurrection of the dead, scorned the birthright, and denied God. Then the Lord said, I promised Abraham that he should go to his fathers in peace. Can I now permit him to be a witness of his grandson's rebellion against God, his violation of the laws of chastity, and his shedding of blood? It is better for him to die now in peace. The men slain by Esau on this day were Nimrod and two of his adjutants. A long-standing feud had existed between Esau and Nimrod, because the mighty hunter before the Lord was jealous of Esau, who also devoted himself assiduously to the chase. Once when he was hunting, it happened that Nimrod was separated from his people. Only two men were with him. Esau, who lay in ambush, noticed his isolation and waited until he should pass his covert. Then he threw himself upon Nimrod suddenly and felled him and his two companions, who hastened to a succor. 
The outcries of the latter brought the attendants of Nimrod to the spot where he lay dead, but not before Esau had stripped him of his garments and fled to the city with them. These garments of Nimrod had an extraordinary effect upon cattle, beasts, and birds. Of their own accord, they would come and prostrate themselves before him who was arrayed in them. And thus Nimrod and Esau after him were able to rule over men and beasts. After slaying Nimrod, Esau hastened cityward. In great fear of his victim's followers, tired and exhausted, he arrived at the home to find Jacob busy preparing a dish of lentils. Numerous male and female slaves were in Isaac's household. Nevertheless, Jacob was so simple and modest in his demeanor that if he came home late from the Bet HaMidrash, he would disturb none to prepare his meal, but would do it himself. On this occasion, he was cooking lentils for his father to serve to him as his mourner's meal mm. after the death of Abraham. Adam and Eve had eaten lentils after the murder of Abel, and so had the parents of Haran when he perished in the fiery furnace. The reason they are used for the mourner's meal is that the round lentil symbolizes death. As the lentils rolls, so death, sorrow, and mourning constantly roll about among men from one to the other. Esau accosted Jacob thus, Why art thou preparing lentils? Jacob, because our grandfather passed away. They shall be a sign of my grief and mourning that he may love me in the days to come. Esau, thou fool, dost thou really think it possible that man should come to life again after he has been dead and has moldered in the grave? He continued to taunt Jacob. Why dost thou give thyself so much trouble? He said, Lift up thine eyes, and thou wilt see that all men eat whatever comes to hand, fish, creeping and crawling creatures, swine's flesh, and all sorts of things like these, and thou vexest thyself about a dish of lentils? Jacob, if we act like other men, what shall we do on the day of the Lord, the day on which the pious will receive their reward, when a herald will proclaim, where is he that waiteth the deeds of men? Where is he that counteth Esau? Is there a future world, or will the dead be called back to life? If it were so, why hath not Adam returned? Hast thou heard that Noah, through whom the world was raised anew, hath reappeared? Yea, Abraham, the friend of God, more beloved of him than any man, Hath he come to life again, Jacob? If thou art of opinion that there is no future world, and that the dead do not rise to new life, then why dost thou want thy birthright? Sell it to me now, while it is yet possible to do so. Once the Torah is revealed, it cannot be done. Verily, there is a future world in which the righteous receive their reward. I tell thee this, lest thou say later, I deceived thee. Jacob was little concerned about the double share of the inheritance that went with the birthright. What he thought was the priestly service, which was the prerogative of the firstborn in ancient times. And Jacob was loath to have his impious brother Esau play the priest, he who despised all divine service. 
the scorn manifested by Esau for the resurrection of the dead. He felt also for the promise of God to give the holy land to the seed of Abraham. He did not believe in it, and therefore he was willing to cede his birthright and the blessing attached thereto in exchange for a mess of pottage. In addition, Jacob paid him in coin, and besides, he gave him what was more than money, the wonderful sword of Methuselah, mm. which Isaac had inherited from Abraham and bestowed upon Jacob. Esau made game of Jacob. He invited his associates to feast at his brother's table, saying, Know ye what I did to this Jacob? I ate his lentils, drank his wine, amused myself at his expense, and sold my birthright to him. All that Jacob replied was, Eat, and may it do thee good. But the Lord said, Thou despisest the birthright. Therefore I shall make thee despised in all generations. And by way of punishment for denying God and the resurrection of the dead, the descendants of Esau were cut off from the world, as not was holy to Esau. Jacob made him swear concerning the birthright by the life of their father, for he knew Esau's love for Isaac, that it was strong, nor did he fail to have a document made out, duly signed by witnesses, setting forth that Esau had sold him the birthright together with his claim upon a place in the cave of Machpelah. And though no blame can attach to Jacob for all this, yet he secured the birthright from him by cunning, and therefore the descendants of Jacob had to serve the descendants of Esau. Wow. The life of Isaac. Do you want me to continue? Uh, well, yeah, that's probably a good place to stop because that catches us up to okay. Genesis 25. But wow. <laughs> scroll, yeah, there's scroll, a lot scroll, scroll back up there a little bit to the Sword of Methuselah thing. Sure. Yeah. I only caught the tail end of yeah, that. Yeah, all of this, <clears> too, um, is in the book that I wrote on the uh, Vestures of Light, the Garments of Power, which um, Esau took from Nimrod. Okay. Uh, and you, you scrolled. I think you went too far. I think it's right below that. That's it. Yeah, here it is. Okay. The wonderful sword of Methuselah, which Isaac had inherited from Abraham. In addition. And bestowed upon Jacob. Okay, so he did not believe in it. Okay, that that was the the priesthood, which I, I would con maintain as the Melchizedek priesthood, the order of the ancients. Yes, the order of the absolutely. priesthood. Right, which, the order of the ancients, right. Which is what, you know, like I, I think we are talking about last show, that, you know, Jacob's like, I'm doing your job, dude. Like, if you don't, you know, mm -hmm. if you don't want to, uh, you know, do the job of the firstborn, you know, then give me your birthright. I'm doing it for you, you know. Right. Um, right. It says, in addition, Jacob paid him in coin, and besides, he gave him what was more than money, the wonderful. So Jacob gave Esau. It's in yes. it, Jacob paid him Esau. So Jacob gave Esau the sword of Methuselah. What? Right. Wow. Yeah, I remember the um Esau lived lives by the sword too. right and so you know, he he was a warrior and that was more important to him than than the priesthood. the priestly birthright yeah wow though but like is is this the first we hear of that like i don't i don't recall Jacob ever having yeah, the sword of Methuselah or Abraham having it for that matter 
No, it's not it's not mentioned anywhere else, but there is one other account. I can't remember exactly where it's at. I'd have to check my um, Vestures of Light and the Rod of Wonder book, but in it there's two passages which allude to the Sword of Methuselah. Wow. And I can't remember where the other one is currently, but yeah, that was um, that that was an eye opener for me too when I came out came across it and went over it. Uh, and in the other account, it's said to be that the Sword of Methuselah is supernaturally imbued, yeah, and that it was a slaughter of the giants. Very cool. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I showed it to you or not. I don't remember. But I, I I created my version of the Sword of Methuselah the way I envisioned it for the video game that we were working on, because uh, I I had in in the video game it, it the way I envision it it takes place in the last hundred and fifty years of the Clash of the Titans right before Enoch is raptured, so mm-hmm. it's it, it's that the, the you know the end of the Clash of Titans series you know, season and. You know, Enoch's making trips back and forth to to heaven and judging the Watchers and you know all that stuff. He's having all his visions and stuff, and you know, taking total creative license here, uh, just based on what available yeah. information is out there. I thought, you know, would it be cool if, as he's you know doing these heavenly travels and he realizes you know his son has got to deal with all this stuff, you know, after he leaves, that he gives him a weapon to uh, to to handle it. And so right. I came with this, what I think is a really cool design and, and functionality for this sort of Methuselah that, you know, for gameplay purposes, you know, be fun to have. Um, you know, so this is all pre-flood now, pre-flood where we have very little of information. So it's just a fun world to kind of play in, you know, uh, taking creative liberty. But here we have this text, right, that uh-huh. you just showed in a post-flood account that, you know, obviously that had to have made it onto the Ark also. Which uh, later, uh, yeah. later in the gameplay, I I have it Methuselah giving that sword to Shem, so Shem possessing the uh, sword of Methuselah, uh, then obviously mm-hmm. passing it down to eventually Abraham having it, and then we see here that he gave it to Isaac, or Isaac inherited it, I guess after he died, and Isaac had apparently given it to Jacob, which is that's wild because Jacob, I mean Isaac loved Esau. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca loved uh, Jacob. Jacob, right? And so, why Dad would give the sword to Jacob is pretty bizarre. Uh, for for one thing, and then for the other, that the you know Jacob's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I, I'm I'm more concerned with the priesthood. So he pays Esau, you know, part part of what he pays for the birthright. Because uh, we see that in, in, like, in Genesis, you know, sell me your birthright, we think that he's selling it for a bowl of beans. But right. in this yes. account, it's not just, you know, he paid him in, well, he, he gave him uh, in exchange for a mess of pottage. He gives him he gives him the lentils. But he all, it says, in addition, Jacob paid him in coin, and besides, he gave him what was more than money, the wonderful sword of Methuselah, which Isaac had inherited from Abraham, and bestowed upon Jacob. That's just crazy cool. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. But the idea that, like, this, it certainly is, makes more sense too. Well, yeah, it does. I mean, the transaction there, you can kind of see, you know, Esau didn't care for the priesthood anyway, so he's mm-hmm, like, yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, I'll take the. That must have been, you know, if the st- if the story is true, uh, 
that must have been foresight on the part of Isaac, because it doesn't make sense that Isaac would give Jacob, the the tent boy, you know, <laughs> th- this incredible right. sword when this other son was a hunter. I mean, he was out there hunting and you know right. doing a thing. Yes. So it's almost like, you know, Esau would be like, yeah, I'll take that. Here, here's my stupid birthright. What do I care? I don't want the stupid priestly stuff. <laughs> right. Give, give me some, give me some lentils right. and give me that sword. And then what happens? Is there, do we have, is there anything that you found where the sword goes from Esau? No. Um, I have not seen in anything that I've read as far as a, a follow-up, any, any further information on that. Man. Other than, you know, in, in the narrative, it says that he lived by the sword. Wow. Well, uh, we saw, you know, this, this story, the legends of the Jews, again, confirmation for the Joshua account. It, it totally, mm-hmm. and exactly. it tells you point, yes. it tells you point blank that that meal was the mourner's meal and, and actually gives you an elaborated version of why they do the lentils. Like why, what, right. what the purpose right. and meaning of the going back to what, Adam? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and to the murder of Abel. That's pretty wild, man. That's I just had lentils for dinner, by the way. That's kind of pretty cool. Uh, I love lentils. They're yeah, really good. Um. Uh, something else jumped out at me. Oh, somebody asked a question, and we didn't have time to get to it last week. And it was, okay, Esau chops off Nimrod's head, and many scholars uh, draw the correlation between. Nimrod and Osiris. And in the Osiris legend, he's hacked up by his either evil brother Set into 14 pieces, only 13 which were found. And Isis puts him back together as Frankenstein. I mean, it's really the origin of the Frankenstein story is the Osiris story. She puts him back together and, mm-hmm. and then creates an obelisk to represent the missing piece. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> the Christmas tree. Yeah, and the Christmas tree ultimately becomes the you know, the, the phallic symbol of yeah. of Nimrod. Um, <laughs> and and the way I reconcile this is, I think you know Nimrod was a tyrant. I mean, let's just face it, the dude was a tyrant. And you know that he, I mean he was essentially for a time anyway he was the evil tyrant ruler of the world. Who wouldn't want to take credit for his death, right? So, uh, I mean, we're seeing even our own government how quickly people can turn, <laughs> you know, and betray right. and betray their leader, right? So, uh, we know that Nimrod had two of his buddies with him, and the others were out and about, you know, doing their own thing, and they heard the commotion. The others heard the commotion when Esau killed Nimrod and his two buddies. So, by the time they got to Nimrod and found him dead, there were no witnesses to the murder. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, you can easily imagine them hacking him up and then, you know, claiming that they did it like they because that would give them points. And then, by the way, I mean, it's like, you know, the the best way to deal with a bully is to beat the crap out of him because <laughs> you know, after you beat the crap mm-hmm. out of the bully, he never picks on you anymore. And then all of a sudden you're you're like, wow, you know, wow, this guy beat up the bully, you know, so all of a sudden you've got this new respect. Right. So right. I can see a very easy scenario with if there's any truth to the Osiris myth, the Osiris, the Egyptian rendering of the story, if Nimrod in fact was Osiris, that perhaps he had a brother named Set, that may have even been one of the other people that were out and about with him during the hunting thing, whatever you know, you can you can envision the scenario where he could have been hacked up, and then the the ISIS story can take place from there. So 
you know, I, I find it easy to reconcile the stories. At least that's you know my, my thinking on that. Have you had mm-hmm. any? Have you read uh, anything or thought anything along those lines? Um, yeah, I the well, not as far as connected with um, Nimrod, but I have read the story of how they tricked Osiris and the other Egyptian gods, or you know, the fallen angel pantheon, whatever that they tricked Osiris to get into uh, the casket and to right, that right. measured. Right. Yeah, and then after they, they killed him and then they separated him into the pieces. Um, but there is a story in the, uh, the travels of Noah into Europe that hmm. speaks about the death of Osiris in that particular text. Oh. Um, but I wanted to make one comment on the Jacob and Esau before we went to break. Um hmm. In the in the vestures of light and the the um, rod of wonder, I talk about how they both Jacob and Esau because the garments were stolen from Noah, and it was um, his son Ham that had stolen them off of the ark. And right. so up until that point, the garments of power were passed on to the firstborn for the initiation into the order of the ancients and it was the rod of wonder together with Mm. the garments but after the garments were stolen then that they became separated and it was just the rod of wonder that was passed on uh to initiate them into the priesthood but when ham stole them he passed them on to cush and they were hidden for very long time Uh, but jacob and esau had discovered having heard the rumors of the power mm. of the garments of power and how you know the animals and all the men and how the one that wore them was you know uh, became very powerful amongst uh, the men and even the animals well it was my opinion that and Jacob and Esau were confiding in each other uh, even before Esau went to hunt Nimrod that Nimrod had to have had the garments of power. Mm-hmm. And so it's my opinion that Esau, understanding this, not only did he want to kill Nimrod to take back the garments of power because he wanted to be leader of the world himself, mm. um, but he also wanted to take him back for his particular bloodline because he was then at that point still included in the lineage, the line of Adam in part of the Abrahamic covenant until he married, you know, Canaanite women and then, uh, you know, sold his birthright and all that. And then he became uh, excluded. But um, it was Rebecca that took Esau when he came. He hid the garments of power. um, And it was Rebecca, the mother that saw them and gave them to Jacob. Very cool.
Hey everyone, it's Chris Gio, founder of Truth Frequency Radio and host of Beyond the Veil. The mainstream media and establishment are running scared right now, and they've prominently featured TruthFrequencyRadio.com as number 89 on the federal government's hit list, also known as the fake news list, which is essentially a list of sites slated for censorship on Facebook, YouTube, Google, and other social media. Now is the time for you to get involved. Share your favorite TFR shows far and wide on forums and social media. Tell your friends and family about your favorite shows. If you're a business owner, get in touch with us to feature your product or service right here on TFR. And if you haven't done so already, become a TFR supporter now and get unlimited commercial-free downloads in high quality. Visit truthfrequencyradio.com slash sign up. Thank you for making TFR the leader in independent and uncensored talk radio. Truth Frequency Radio, your protection from deception. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. If you have hard water, the LimeScale not only leaves white spots, it clogs pipes and breaks down appliances, costing you hundreds of dollars in energy and wear. Eliminate LimeScale and other water issues like brown staining and bad odors with HydroCare water products available from Wave Home Solutions. Wave's affordable water systems don't use salts or chemicals. You'll love the way your water tastes, smells, and looks. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, go to bestwater123.com. That's bestwater123.com. We exist in the security and comfort of our worlds. Paved paths, lights, and manicured lawns give us peace of mind that our world has been tamed, and we are its master. But other worlds exist on the edge of our sight. On the edge of our awareness, the shadows move. The woods fill with the unblinking eyes of the nightmares our ancestors warned us about. Some of us have stumbled into these forgotten realms, whether on purpose, or completely by surprise. I'm Brent Thomas. Join us on the Paranormal Portal Friday and Saturday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific Standard Time as we journey into the world of the paranormal phenomena. Enter the Paranormal Portal if you dare. <laughs> Real people, real radio. Wherever you are, make it TFR. Truth Frequency Radio. back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and uh, we're in the fi- final half-hour segment of the broadcast, and right before the break, we're talking about some really cool stuff 
Um, wow. So the rod of wonder and the garment of power, uh, what's the origin of the rod? Uh, the rod is said to be a limb from the, the tree, tree of life. Of life. That's uh, cool. Yeah, the tree of life, and that it was inscribed with the tetragrammaton and also um, four of the patriarchs, six of the matriarchs, and the ten plagues of Egypt. So hmm. they knew, you know, that there would come a time that um, these plagues would come upon Egypt and that. God would lead them um, out of that enslavement. So, so those markings were on it before it all happened. Like, in other words, the, yes, the, the plagues. Uh, it was. There's a prophetic markings on the rock. Yes. Wow. Right. They were all prophetic. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, and it was said to be like a sapphire stick, um, huh. in some manner. So, who, I mean, we know that, that Cush got the garments, held onto them and gave them to uh, Nimrod, but who, who ended up with the rod? After the, uh, the rod, um, after, you mean after Adam? It went well, to Enoch. And then to uh, Noah, then to Shem, then to Abraham, and so was Abraham had it. On then to yeah, Abraham had it, and it, it was passed then to Isaac and also um, Jacob, um, and then it was reunited with Moses uh, afterwards. And Jacob gave it to uh, Judah, but then Judah gave it to um, Tamar you know, when he laid with her ah. and then Jacob took it back and then gave it to Joseph. And then when Joseph died, it ended up in Pharaoh's um, inventory in the warehouses. And then um, uh, Ruel, Jethro, the father-in-law of Moshe, he took it because he was an advisor to Pharaoh. But when J um, Janice and Jambres told Pharaoh to start bathing in the blood of young Hebrew children, Ruel left and went eastward and he stole, well he took from the Egyptians who had taken it from Joseph uh, the rod of wonder and the garments of power wow. and then these were given to Moshe um, and you know and, and reunited with Moshe after that. Dude we're going to have some fun when we finally sit down and start writing the Enoch script yeah, I know. There's, there's, there's so, so much, I know. much cool stuff that we can be talking about and put in there, in, you know, a dramatic mm -hmm. format. Right. Uh, so, so Jacob, he had both. Then he had the rod and the garment. Or no, Esau yeah, had Esau had uh -huh. the garment. Esau, Esau had the garment. Well, Nimrod, right. no, no, sorry, Nimrod. Had Nimrod had the garment, but Esau took had the, the garment. Yes. So then, from him, yes. did did Nimrod also have the rod, or did that retain? Did Shem no. Shem have that? That was yeah. Shem had that and passed it on to Abraham, and then Abraham gave it to wow. Isaac, and it was passed on to Jacob. 
Wow. Okay. So, and Shem, you know, we know that Shem's been sticking around for a while. He's he's still around, probably even at this time in the story. Uh, at least he mm-hmm. was he was in one of the recent ones. Anyway, I don't know if he's still around at this point, but, but yeah, he was because he outlives Abraham. So right, he lived six hundred years. So. Um. Wow. So Shem and and Shem is. Uh, well, he's a, he would have trained up Abraham probably. Well, Shem, yeah, Shem would have trained right. trained he up uh, uh, Eber, who probably ended up training because we see in some of the previous texts we did yes. that it was a school of Shem right. and Eber's still around too. So Eber, right? And he's Eber's from from which we get the word Hebrew uh, from from right. Eber, Eber. So Abraham being you know a, a distant descendant, but sort of adopted into the immediate uh, ancestors of, yeah. of Shem and Eber be, and being trained up as the Melchizedek, having um, at least the rod, because if, if Nimrod's out yeah. about with with the garment, then Esau... Now, you're saying Jacob and Esau were aware of these stories. They heard about these things. And so was that the yeah. motiv- that's the motivation for why Esau wanted to kill Nimrod? Because he's like, I'm going to get that. I believe so, yes. He wanted to get the garments of power back from him, and he began to hunt him. And he knew because Nimrod became the leader of the world. Right. And all the animals would prostrate themselves before him. And in, in the book of Jasher, we're showed that it was him and even a smaller number of fighters that were able to secure, uh, you know, the authority over all the other tribes uh-huh. of the children of Japheth and the children, because he's from the children of Ham, and so he were they were able to secure the power over the children of Shem and Japheth. Right. And so, and so yes, uh, Esau knew, and that's why in the in that book the vestures of light and the rod of wonder i write about how it it was that was the motivation for esau to begin to hunt nimrod was to take back the garments of power which that was you know even in the story that we saw here in the legends of the jews and also in the the book of jasher after he killed him he stripped him of those garments before making his escape mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we if, you know, my uh, first book, Babylon Rising, I try to show the correlations that uh, with various uh, so-called deities, little g-gods of antiquity being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, derived from the story of Nimrod and Gilgamesh being one of them. Uh, and he, you know, famous depiction of Gilgamesh the giant with his pet lion under his arm. You know, mm-hmm, right. he's, he's got a lion under his arm, like he's you know, hey, this is my pet lion I carry around here. Um, <laughs> so that's that's really wild, man. Um, so and, and it makes me think too, because Esau despised his birthright, and because of that, Esau became known as Edom. And you know, I don't want to go down this rabbit trail because it's a whole other series of shows we could do on this alone. But you know, who uh-huh. the who the Edomites right. are today that are in fact ruling the world. So. Yes. Do you, do you think somewhere in the hierarchy of the elite, someone still ha- of the Edomites still has this garment? Speculation. I mean, uh, just... no. Um, only because the conclusion for that book is that uh, Christ returns with them in Revelation nineteen thirteen, 
where he is clothed in the vesture dipped in blood. Hmm. Remember when um, Jacob, after he takes it back from Judah, gives it to Joseph, and the coat of many colors is this garment of power. And it, when they huh. killed uh, the kid and dipped it in the blood, this is what it's speaking about, the vesture oh. dipped in blood. Um, and so Christ returns with both with Joseph the coat of many colors and the rod of wonder. What? What's that? And I was just I was yeah, echoing what you're saying. Days. Wow, dude. So yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's a mind blowing story. Yeah, in the virtual house church, you know, when we were going through those the, the portions dealing with Joseph, uh, Joseph, I was telling people, and this is a fun exercise to do, just for anybody out there even listening now, is to get a piece of paper, draw a line down the center of the page, and a horizontal line at the top of the page, so you have like the shape of a cross, and above the horizontal line on the left of the vertical line, write Joseph, and on the right, write Yeshua or Jesus. And then, on, and so you now you got two columns there. Come up with as many parallels between the life of Joseph and the life of Yeshua that you can come up with. And the first time I was challenged to do that, just just off the top of my head, just, just you know, hey, do this, okay. I sat down and it came up with like 25, 20, 23, 25, something like that, uh, just off the top of my head. And I was in a group of people that were all doing that, and then we all shared what we had. And, you know, all together, I think That's we had cool. over, something like 50, 50 or more parallels between the two. And, I mean, even the Hebrews, the Israelites, the Jews, they have an understanding of Messiah ben Joseph and Messiah ben David. That right. as they read the, the the Torah, the scriptures, they they saw, like, okay, there's there's there seems to be, they didn't know if it was two characters or one, you know. Which is interesting too, because when the when the when they challenge John the Baptist, they they ask him, you know, are are you the prophet, capital P, right? Uh, no. Are you the Messiah? No. Well, we no we we know as Christians we understand the prof, the prophet capital P likened unto to Moses is Yeshua, who is the Messiah. So we we bring them both into one. We say, yeah, he's the prophet like unto Moses, who is the Messiah. But they asked him as if there's two. They said, "Are you the Messiah? No. Are you the prophet? No. You know. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. So this is even an even more intriguing parallel of the life of Joseph that Jacob gives him this. Because yeah, Genesis doesn't tell you where. I always just read it like he made the coat, like he just he sewed together a colorful garment. You know or his wife, or somebody did, you know, uh-huh. and, you know, he, he gave that to Joseph, oh, you know, here's this beautiful, you know, because we see Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat, or whatever, you know, these <laughs> dramatic yeah. presentations that people do, but you're saying that, no, this coat of many colors was actually the garment that God made when he killed the animal and clothed Adam with this, mm-hmm. and then... yes. Wow! So when they the brothers wow when the brothers betrayed Joseph, they betrayed mm-hmm. their brother and they dipped the 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 coat of many blood. colors in blood and said, "See, Dad, you know your yeah. your son must have been right." And this is the called by an animal. So uh, okay, well then between well we're in the in between right now because Yeshua hasn't come back yet. He's coming back mm-hmm. with the garment dipped in blood. You're saying it's this garment. Well, where is it now? Yes. Uh, I'm assuming it's with him. 
Um, so it got taken the, up at some the point? Last S- what, say that again? So it got taken up at some point? Yeah, that's what... that I can only assume that. I don't know with any certainty, but I know that he returns with it. I mean, it could be still here on the Earth and, you know, protected and preserved by uh, one of the two bloodlines, but without a doubt, he... The Revelation 1913 where he returns um, dressed, you know, uh, wearing the, the vesture dipped in blood, that is that garment of many power, the coat of many colors that they tried to pass off and, you know, that Joseph had died and been mauled by an animal. Uh, and that is the garments of power that connects back to Adam because the both the tree of life, the limb that was given to him, that is the rod of iron that Yeshua returns with to rule over all the nations. Hmm. And so both of these items that were given to Adam when he was banished from paradise, and they were given to him by the word of the Lord. And so Christ, you know, is telling him these prophecies of how he's going to return, he's going to be born of a virgin 5,500 years after he's exiled from paradise, and he gives them these items. And he also tells them about, you know, how um, the frankincense and the myrrh and also the the gold that he gives them, how he's going to lead the uh, the the Magi, the order of the Magi, mm. to these items to bring them to his birthplace. You know, because he leads them to the Cave of Treasures and they grab these items and then they come to where he's born in Bethlehem, and they bring these Hmm. items as an offering to him. But in the primary Adamic literature, the first book of Adam and Eve, uh, he tells him, Adam, that as a prophecy, that he's going to have, as he's given him these items, and that they represent, you know, his kingship, his dominion, and and other things. Um, There are symbols behind each one of those items. And, um, And that... You know, and also the prophecy, because he gives them those items, and also the the tree of life, the limb from the tree of life, which is his staff, and then the garments of power, which he clothes him with, as he removes him from paradise. So, these five items would have significance all throughout the patriarchs hmm. and the prophets, and and they would return with Christ. Not only would these three items come to him be brought to him at his birth, but he would return with the vestures dipped in blood and the rod of iron, which were the items he gave to Adam when uh, banishing him initially from paradise. So it's a full circle. Wow. Uh, So when when it says, and the scepter shall not depart from Judah, do you think it's referring to that? That, That Judah ended up actually, it's not just a metaphor. I've always just read it, you know, that, that the, you know, we know that the priesthood goes to Levi and the kingship goes to Judah and that it would be an everlasting kingship because Yeshua is the ultimate everlasting king that comes from right. of Judah. And so I always just took it as, you know, metaphorically speaking, the kingship shall be bestowed to you and never leave you. But do you think that that, that was more than just a symbolic uh, reference, that it may have been an a, yes. actual reference to this this physical thing, this scepter, this rod of power? Uh, shall never depart from the line of Judah? Right. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, as I cover in that book also, 
that it was in Christ as um, there's a, a book on the priesthood of Jesus Christ that speaks about how Mary is not only from the Aaronic priesthood but she is also from the kings the line of kings and the line of Judah right and so Christ was the marriage of those two items back together and that the priesthood of Levi and the kingship of Judah were restored in him right. and he was right. both you know king prophet and priest yeah yeah because yeah that's why he is the king priest which is the Melchizedek yes um, exactly yes wow man that's like really cool just my head's like going in a million directions right now just thinking of cool storylines that I can weave mm-hmm. with well I'm pretty sure you sent me that book I'm gonna have to go dig that one out of my my Zen yeah. library downstairs. It's an amazing story. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you should definitely read it. Because um, just one other thing, really quickly. Um, this staff also was the one that Joseph was in possession when he became the guardian of Mary. And where it says in huh. the uh, the Isaiah, the story of the stem of Jesse, that um, story relates to the staff and to Christ being of the lineage of Jesse, who was the father of King David. And the staff, when Joseph brought it forth, because he didn't want to take Mary on as wife, uh, because he was an old man, an elderly man, and she was a young um, virgin, um, but the supernaturally God intended him to be her caretaker. And so when he brought forth this staff in front of the the priest Simeon and the priests, uh, the the people of Israel, it it bloomed a, a bud, a rosebud at the end, and a oh, like dove came forth and landed upon it, and then that was how it was signified that he would be the one to be her caretaker and her guardian. So wait a minute. So this wouldn't be then. It couldn't be the same staff that Aaron had. The Aaron staff butted. It's got to be a different one because that one ended up in the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, it's a different one. Huh. Yeah, no, right. And this was this was Moshe's staff, uh, the one that he used to part know, the Red Seas the, and all that. Yes, right. Split the Red Sea and also that they conquered the giants of Canaan. Remember, he had to oh, yeah. hold the staff up right. when his arms got tired. Yeah, right. Wow. And it's the one that he hit the rock and brought forth. Uh, the water. These are also miracles associated with the the rod of wonder. And that's so he used this rod in 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 disobedience because he said, "Speak to the rock, don't don't." And he struck it. Right, that's why he he couldn't go it. in the land. Yes. Wow, right. uh, that's that's very cool. Um, man, that's very cool. Uh, the other thing uh, I was just thinking back on the. Um, I don't remember if it, I think it was what I was reading in the Jubilees account that about the the issue of the ages uh, dropping people's years n- not living as long mm-hmm. and it's uh, right. uh his days shall be 70 years 80 if by strength that's uh what is that Psalm 90 verse 10 I think Psalm 90 yeah 10 yeah yeah uh so David uh, uh, uh well it depends on when you recognize the authorship of Jubilees I can't find any evidence that it predates about 200-ish B.C. Do you? I mean, like Joshua, Enoch, I, there's plenty of evidence, in my mind anyway, that it at least exists in oral format and then it was written down later, but was dates back to Enoch pre-flood. And that Joshua, 
was contemporary with the Torah because in Joshua, the next book after Deuteronomy, it says, is it not written in the book of Joshua that Joshua commanded the sun right. to stand still? So being yeah. that Joshua covers the same period of time that we read about in the of the Exodus and the uh, conquest of Joshua, that it had to be contemporary with the Torah. So mm-hmm, right. I don't, I can't find any, I'm not aware of any confirmation that would trace Jubilees back t- to anything other than what's typically associated with the Dead Sea Scrolls dating. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, n- n- me either. Um, but I always tend to, you know, give credence to the, the contents of the story and that even if somebody rewrote them later from a scroll or a manuscript or parchment um, that the original story um, I believe came about as it is spoken about within the the context of the manuscript yeah so then and that uh, passed down you know and rewritten perhaps uh, later by other scribes Uh, so I I guess the reason I was uh, bringing that up is to see where did David get that from, you know, because David says, you know, as, mm-hmm. you know, because by the time David is alive, that's 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 the lifespan, you know. So I always just assume David's right. like, you know what, hey, you know, if you live to eighty, you know, good for you, you know, you know, you're you're a strong mm-hmm. man. Most guys right. are gonna die at seventy. That's that's what I always took it to mean. But depending on when we mm-hmm. we are to understand the writing of Jubilees, uh, you know, it could be that. That David got that from Jubilees, and also, um, right, I th- right, I think it was uh, Jubilees twenty-four uh, co- correlates very well with uh, Isaiah sixty-five. You know, if a, a child mm-hmm. dies at a, or if a person dies at a hundred, he's considered a child, and there should be yes, peace. yes. Like if you just read and the gray hairs, that's part of prophecy as well. You know that a child would have gray hairs. Yeah, and that er- everybody that's lives in peace. You know that's that's all Isaiah sixty-five and mm-hmm. and, and sixty-eight. Yes, absolutely. Uh, six, uh, sixty-five and sixty-six. Wow, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Um, well, we only got three minutes left in in this broadcast. So, well, this was good though, man. Um, a lot of cool stuff to chew on. So, if people wanted to get that book, because you've been talking about it quite a bit, uh, why don't you tell people how they can get the the, the Rod of Power Garments book? Yeah, all of my books you can find at sacredwordpublishing.com. Uh, if you sign up for our newsletter, uh, we always send out like 20%, 15%, sometimes even during the you know, the Black Friday, a 30% off coupon. And, and you know, people can load up on our books if they want because there's a lot of ancient manuscripts there. But this one is specifically called The Vestures of Light and The Rod of Wonder. And it has all of this that we've been talking about in uh, in it, and it it covers it from Adam all the way to the return of Yeshua at Revelation nineteen thirteen, as we spoke about earlier. And so, in that book, what you're just drawing from various resources like the Legends of the Jews and anything else you can find that that mentions these particular so artifacts. many, yes, uh, the Legends of the Lu- Jews, the Legends of the Patriarchs and the Prophets. The Perky Rabbi Eliezer, the Book of Jasher, the Targum, so many ancient manuscripts, the legends, uh, you know, just different 
collections, anything anywhere that I could find uh, stories about either the garments or the rod of wonder, I include it and you know take it from the beginning from Adam being cast out of paradise all the way to the return, the second coming of Christ because there's another prophecy uh, about the the ten kings mm. and how the two bloodlines, the power would be passed and forth back and forth between them and these relics, these sacred mm. relics, the garments and the power and the rod of wonder would play a key role in the power and the control and who would uh, have and hold uh, that power during that particular time and those particular kings. And so that's also an important part of the story. Very cool. It, 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 we only got a minute left, but did, did you read all those books or did you just, you have some kind of oh, search yeah. mechanism that you just, you know, did a keyword search? No, on those? No. Well, I, I, I did read all of them, but yeah, I have all of them in word because, you know, I yeah. put them together and, and so printed them the keyword in searches larger real... font so I could read them for myself. So yeah, I just word search, you know, uh, the word files. Um, and so, yeah, the, it makes it easier for me because, uh, I have all those files in Word, and I can do that. Fantastic. Always a pleasure, man. I always enjoy talking with you. I always learn something new every time, man. It's great stuff. So we'll uh, we'll talk yeah. we'll talk crypto like on my show next week and uh, continue the dialogue Sounds on your good. show next Thursday. All right, man. Be blessed. Good night, all. Good night, everybody. Bye.